Hi, it's dating coach Chris Luna from Craft Charisma. Welcome to the Craft Charisma podcast, our free audio coaching program where we interview the top experts in the world at helping you become the man you've always wanted to be. My guest today is Ben Weston and he's a men's dance coach. Uh, ben helps men learn how to dance with confidence at parties, clubs, weddings. After growing up with a paralyzing fear of dancing for most of his life, and a lot of you guys can relate to that, uh, Ben finally overcame his fear of dancing uh, when he learned to perform, uh, or he performed at a solo funk. He performed a solo a funk dance piece for a professional circus show. Uh, hopefully, you'll chat a little bit about that. Uh, since that day, he's performed for uh, Korea Airlines, Pepsi. He's been featured in the Daily News, the Business uh, Business Insider, and he's been a speaker at TED and at Stanford University. Thanks, Ben, so much for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me, Chris. So, can you tell me a little bit about kind of your background? What got you interested in dance? Yeah, so most people assume that I've been dancing for most of my life because I teach men how to dance, but I actually couldn't dance for most of my life. Like in high school, I refused all invitations to Sweet 16 parties because I didn't want any girls to see me fail at dancing. Uh, for prom, I watched Dirty Dancing 2 Havana Nights on repeat to hopefully pick up some moves. Didn't work. College, I tried three different dance styles, failed at all of them. And finally, I decided a few years ago, like I have to learn how to dance. Like I'm tired of looking like an idiot and just not wanting to hang out with friends because I couldn't dance. So I accepted a dare from my girlfriend at the time. She dared me to choreograph and perform a solo dance piece for a, prof- a professional show in two months. Um, and she said, but if you're too scared, I understand. And so of course my manhood was on the line. So I accepted the dare and that's how I learned to dance. So was she a dancer? No, she's a circus artist. That's awesome. What are some of the mistakes that guys make when they're dancing? Because I know, I mean, I know that a lot of the guys who are listening to this are, they're scared to move. Mm-hmm. So what, what are they doing wrong? The first big mistake most guys make is in their body language. Their whole body is shrinking. It's as if they're screaming, please do not see me. I'm trying to hide. Do not notice me. So their shoulders are rounded. Their hands are tucked into their pockets or they have a drink firmly placed in front of them, almost like a shield. And so the first thing I tell guys to do is imagine that they're James Bond. Imagine how you would walk, how you would stand, how you would move if you were freaking Daniel Craig from James Bond. And so that means shoulders relaxed, chest open, take up space. And if you just move from that presence, that body language, you'll automatically look better. What are you communicating when you have that type of body language? You're communicating that you are a confident, powerful man. And at clubs, that is extremely powerful because it's loud. You can't hear most things that are going on, conversations. And so just by your mere presence, you are conveying your power, your confidence. And that in itself is communicating to women around you that like you are desirable. You are a kind of guy that they want to get to know. It makes me think of a funny story. I used to work with this guy who coached for us early on when I first started Craft of Charisma. Mm-hmm. And one night we were out at a salsa club. And we were actually with clients, and uh, there's this very pretty girl. At the time, he was in his kind of late 30s, and mm-hmm. there's this very pretty girl. And it turned out she was 21, and uh, he walked up to her, and he started a conversation with her, and it turns out she was a professional dancer. And so at some point, he said, they're in a salsa club, right? So he's like, mm-hmm. do you want to dance? And she goes, sure. So he said he took her by the hand, like she, she stood up, or he stood up, he took her by the hand, she stood up, she followed him, and he goes, I just walked like I was a king. So I walked the dance floor and he goes, and then we started dancing. And when we got there, 
he goes, she realized I couldn't dance at all, but he goes, I did it so confidently. He's like, literally, I did it like I was the, an emperor. He's his head high, his body language open. He's like, I missed every single beat. And he goes, we danced for like two songs. And then he goes, I walked back. I strutted back just as confidently with her behind and she's giggling the whole time. And then, and then she started making out with him. And, yes. and uh, we were, we were talking about it. And he goes, in the end, like she didn't really care that I couldn't like hit any beat. I yeah. was so, I was projecting such confidence. She just thought she liked the fact that I was willing to try. That's perfect. That's exactly it. Oh, I love it. Uh, well, for, for guys like my buddy who want to actually be able to, uh, to catch a beat, what are some recommendations that you have uh, to kind of learn to, to develop your rhythm? Yeah, so a lot of guys come to me saying that they have no rhythm whatsoever. Each guy claims that he has the worst sense of rhythm. He has no musicality. And that's a complete lie. Every person has a sense of rhythm. The problem is you get out to a dance floor club, you're nervous as hell. Like there's loud music playing. You're looking around who's attractive, who's not. You're worried about what your dress, what your friends are going to think of you. You've got so much on your mind. The rhythm is the last thing that is happening or that you're thinking about. And so I tell guys to just have a few moves that they can do cold, a few like a few moves that they can do like wax on, wax off. They don't have to think about. They can just react so that when they start moving, they don't have to think about technique. They can just move, use those few moves, and then their body will naturally sync up with the music. That's a great tip. I can't think of that movie. Um, God, what's that comedian's name where he, he's like out in a club and knocked up? Mm-hmm. I knocked up. I think there's this scene where he's like dancing and somebody tells him like, well, like do your other moves. He's like, well, that's my only one. <laughs> something, yeah. something to that effect is like, it's quite funny. I think a lot of the guys also worry about how they're going to look. Yeah. Right. So they're worried about, uh, about how they're going to look. And I can see how just having one or two or three kind of like go-to moves, uh, whether it's the, the salt shaker or like the right. whatever, I don't know, um, that can make them can make this whole process so much easier and get them kind of in touch in the groove and sync with the music and the environment. So I think this is a great tip. And similar to that, like a lot of guys worried that they have to have the right moves. And even if they're just using the salt shaker or whatever Seth Rogen, Rogen used, like the moves are irrelevant. It's how do you make the person that you're dancing with feel? How do you make the woman that you're dancing with feel? If you have her, if she's having fun, if she's smiling, if you are creating this world of like sexual tension, playfulness, it, whatever, like the moves you do are completely irrelevant. You can do every white boy move possible, but if she's smiling, having a good time, it doesn't matter what your moves are and what your technique is like. This is a great transition. So, for guys who want to create what you describe, because it sounds awesome, mm-hmm. what can they do? So the first step is just learning a few moves so that you don't have to worry about them. So learning the few moves. And then the tricky part is not necessarily the technique, but rather I guess being vulnerable is the best way to put it. Letting your personality show. So if the song is playing and if it's a playful song, allow yourself to get playful. Like if that means you know, doing a white boy move, great. If it means pretending to do a dance battle with her, great, be playful. If, say, like an R. Kelly song comes on and it's more of a, like, down, gritty, dirty song, then let your personality show through the moves that you have. Even if they're simple moves, like, allow yourself to convey and release, like, that sexual side of you. Even if you don't really have moves, just let it out, and that that will come across the woman 
that you're dancing with. Not as, she won't pick up on the moves you're doing, but rather your presence, what you're allowing to show through you. That's great. What are some places guys can get some of these bass moves? Uh, so for club dancing, hip hop dance classes are the best thing because most clubs play hip hop music. So that would be a good fit. If you want, if you want to do more partnering dance style, then I recommend guys take up blues dancing. Uh, blues dancing, think of it as like sloppy tango. It's like tango without the rigid form and without all the structure. It's just getting really down sensual with some very basic moves. That's great. Something else that I used to do when I first started going out, and it's been a long time, I feel pretty comfortable on dance floor, but, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's a great tool that every guy should have because you don't want to walk into a party or a wedding or even a club and feel like you can only interact with whatever space is not the dance club. Like feel mm-hmm. like you can't walk into that. You want to have that flexibility or confidence that you can roam the whole territory. But something else that I used to do when I first started is just kind of watch the guys who could dance really good. Mm-hmm. And what happens is you steal like one move from one guy and then the next night you yeah. steal another move from a second guy. And then yeah. pretty soon like you have your own style. You just find, kind of observe who does, who's the best and see what their base moves are and then just try to steal them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. And something I still do this do to this day, I'll go out and I'll see something cool and go, oh, that's nice. And even if I only get like 30% of what the guy is doing, still, that's like one extra tool in my arsenal so that when it comes time to, you know, have a move that conveys like sexuality, I can pull that move from what I saw other guys doing. So yeah, that's a really good way to go about it. But what are some moves that you can use to show sexuality? The basic one I use, um, have you seen the movie Magic Mike? I have not. Oh, all right. Well, you have to watch Magic Mike. And a buddy of mine asked me, all right, so how do we teach guys to dance like Channing Tatum to like look like a male stripper to get that like oozing with sexuality? And I told him, really, the only thing that they're doing over and over again is uh, a body wave or body roll. It's kind of imagining that there's a wave passing through your entire body. And that is the basic move to convey like not only sexuality, but that you have a sense of that your body can move well. It's showing that like A, you're comfortable in your sexuality and B, you can move your hips, you can move your chest. And usually women go like, all right, if you can move this way on the dance floor, I can only imagine how we can move elsewhere. So the body wave or the body roll is the the foundational move to convey sexuality. What is the secret to having a great body roll? Honestly, it's just practice and Getting comfortable moving your hips. Um, most guys are really stiff in the hips. And if you, and there's no real secret technique to it, like with most dance moves, it's just practicing it. And most guys, I tell them to exaggerate in the beginning. They're very self conscious about moving in a sexual way because they feel like it'll look silly or goofy. But if you exaggerate it, it tends to, it tends to look better. It shows that. A, you have more confidence, and B, that, like, yep, I can move in this way. Like, my body can move in a sexual manner. That's wonderful. I remember one time I took a a salsa class, and one Mm -hmm. of the things that helped me was kind of the footwork. Mm. Like, understanding how, because a lot of women say, oh, it's sexy when the guy's hips move when he's dancing salsa or whatever. Yeah. And And a lot of that just had to do with how the feet were positioned and how you rolled your weight over your feet. Yeah. Uh, Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so... For club dancing, uh, I usually don't worry 
about the footwork so much because at least when teaching guys, because it's usually pretty crowded. And so you won't really have much space to do footwork, but say if you are doing partner dance moves, um, yeah, there will be more space and you'll need to kind of figure out how, how to best shift your weight so that you can, you know, move your hips well, but really what comes down to is just learning technique from a teacher and then practicing it over and over again. And then also like you mentioned before, seeing other guys do it so you can mimic them and go, okay, he was doing this with his body. I'm going to try that out. And eventually over time, you will be able to look good moving your hips. As men, it's important that you guys all understand that we learn through observation and trial and error. Yeah. Like that's how it is. You see something and you try to do it and then you mess up and you make mistakes and you refine it and you see again and then you try it again and you make mistakes and you refine it. Like that's how we, we all learn, whether it's approaching a girl, picking up a girl, learning to dance, learning, uh, to draw, learning anything. And so it's mm -hmm. so, so important. And, and I think that there is the, the, the benefit of kind of a dance class is that you kind of have both, right? You have the observation and trial and error. Um, or if you're in a club, then you have to, you see somebody do something, you have to be willing to kind of try it. Yeah. What are some kind of good dance moves for trying to get physical? Uh, so the basic one is the grind. Um, but the error that most guys make is either that they are, they do it too quickly without reading the woman's body language, getting a sense of when she's ready or not. Or uh, most guys that come to me are actually too hesitant. Um, they don't, they're nervous about grinding with a woman. Um, so, uh, so the grind is a basic one, but honestly, it's a, in my experience, the most sexual move you can do is actually just eye contact with a woman, like strong, powerful eye contact since, most guys tend to be rather timid in that regard. And if you are making eye contact with her and not in a, I'm like boring a hole through your soul sort of eye contact, but rather like I see, I'm acknowledging you. I see, see you. And if she does something that you enjoy, something that's fun or whatever, like you acknowledge it with your eyes, you acknowledge it with your facial expression, like just being present with her, that I find causes the most sexual tension and chemistry. Um, and then the moves are just an added benefit. Can you give us some strategies for, uh, for kind of having that eye contact and kind of facial expressions? What, what can guys do if they're kind of struggling with that? Yeah. So the first thing I teach guys is noticing who, who's open to dancing with them. So if you're out dancing at a club, start making eye contact. And if you see women that are either holding your gaze or looking at you, looking away and then coming back to look at you, take that as a sign that, all right, she's something that she's someone that would be open to dancing with you. And then when actually dancing with her, it's, this is something that each guy finds his own sweet spot. I find, but you know, make eye contact for a while, smile when she does something you like. Um, but then occasionally look away a little bit, just so just get used to drawing out that tension longer and longer and longer and then breaking it just a little bit just for a breath of fresh air, building up the tension, making eye contact and breaking away and then play with what feels right. With this, I find that there isn't really a, like a formula, but rather just get used to making longer eye contact and noticing how she responds, how you feel. And from there, finding your own sweet spot. It's actually the, the secret to kind of master pickup too, mm -hmm. is uh, you get out of your head and a big part of it is eye contact. People say that, but what does that mean? 
it, it, you're testing the environment. So yeah. when you're looking into a girl, you're looking, you walk by a girl, you look at her eyes, you're looking to see how she acts. Like, is she, you can tell by her facial expression, is she just not interested or is she nervous and looking down? Well, she's nervous and looking down. She's probably attracted to you. Mm. Like, um, but you're, you're constantly testing the environment to see through your, with your eyes. I mean, in every, lots of other ways, but, um, mm. but you can't, like, for example, you can't touch test from across, you can't test touch from across the room, right? right? You can't test her response to conversation from across the room. Generally, unless you're like the person who's the main speaker and you're looking at the way she's reacting to the way that, to what you're saying. Mm -hmm. But generally, you can test eye contact from across the room. And so I think this is a really kind of great point. Also, I mean, you mentioned a little bit about energy. Every environment has kind of like a certain level of energy, which is set by really it's the music the music sets the tone yeah. for i mean literally sets the tone for the venue and people react accordingly right is, is do you have any kind of tips for getting in sync with a new environment yeah uh i'll tell my guys usually at first just to be okay with not ramping up to like full full-on energy when you enter a new club just because you know it's new you're getting a sense of where you're at how you're feeling and you just warm up into it. So if that just means grooving a little bit, you know, two-stepping, bouncing while hanging out with your buddies or at the bar, that's okay. And then from there, just getting to the dance floor and noticing where everyone else is at. And kind of like what you're mentioning, uh, get out of your head for a little bit and just notice how you feel. If you start noticing that you feel playful, you know, let that out, let it show. Even if you don't have dance moves for it, just try and let it out a little bit. If you notice that it's more of a down, gritty, dirty, like more of a sexual vibe, then let that show. Um, but really it's just tuning into what you're feeling in that moment and trusting your intuition and letting it out. Even if it's not necessarily a dance move, just let it out and see what happens. See how you feel. Dating coach Chris Luna here. This is the perfect time to take a quick break to talk to you about three simple things that you can do to dramatically change your life. First, listen to this entire podcast and then subscribe through SoundCloud, iTunes, or Stitcher. This way you'll immediately be notified every time we share a new release. If you listen and apply the ideas we discuss on these podcasts, it will change your life forever. Second, go to craftchristmas.com, create an account, and become a member of our community. There you can read articles, listen to podcasts, watch videos, ask us questions, and document your journey in our forums. Great men don't become great on their own. All great men are members of a community, and Craft Charisma is your community. Finally, if you're serious, and I know that you are, about making massive changes to your life as quickly as possible, check out our live coaching programs on our website. Craft Charisma Live programs are the fastest way to improve your dating and social life. And who knows, attend our live programs, let us get to know you, and you may end up as a member of the Craft Charisma team. Again, thank you for listening. Now back to the podcast. I mean, if there's anything I kind of could add here, it would be try not to be inhibited. Yeah. That's kind of one thing I would say. A second thing, and I've said this lots of times before, I've written about it. A, a while back, a friend of mine who's a promoter, uh, we were talking about like when he goes out and he said he will memorize 
Like he, one, he'll go, he goes to a lot of the same places. So that's a second tip. Mm -hmm. If you go back to the same places, you'll often feel comfortable. The mastery yeah. really comes when you can walk in and adapt to any environment. Mm -hmm. But while you're learning the stuff, going to the same environment or same uh, venues helps. And then the third thing uh, that this guy had suggested was when you go into the same venues, they usually play the same music. So figure out what are like the 10 hottest songs in that yeah. venue listen to them and, and read the lyrics and start to, to get them. So then when you go into the venue and you get nervous, if you start singing along with the music, oh, yeah. it will immediately put you in sync, the mood or energy of the environment. Yeah, that's really smart. I like that. I also kind of want to maybe talk about some of the, the type of venues that you suggest kind of guys going out when they're learning. Is there a certain type of, you mentioned certain types of dance, but are there certain things that they should look for in a venue? depends on the guy. Uh, I tell guys to explore different places to see what feels right for them. Kind of like what you're mentioning just a moment ago, finding places where like you like the music and you can get used to get familiar with the music that they play, the vibe, the atmosphere. And so each guy is different. Like each person has their own music taste. Like for me, I personally love old school funk music. And so I'll try and find places that, you know, will play the temptations or stuff like that. Another guy may love reggae. And so it really is just a matter of finding a place that has music that you enjoy and people are, are dancing to the music. Um, and if you find a place that has, that plays music you love and people are dancing, that's most of the work right there because you don't have to fake enjoying the dancing. Like you're going to get on the dance floor and you're going to like love the music and you're going to move better to it. If it's a place where they're playing only like Tiesto and other EDM music and you go, I hate this shit. No mouth dance training is going to help you look good on that dance floor just because you don't want to be there. So just find a place that has music that you enjoy moving to and you'll be fine. I have a couple of questions that are around anxiety. Yeah. The first one is, I know like I used to go with my buddies uh, years ago and and uh, this is like why I was trying to kind of learn a lot of the things that we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. And my friends would all screw with me. Right. And if, if I was trying to sing a song, for example, it'd be like, who sings that? And I'd say, oh, I think it's so-and-so. And they go, oh, let's keep it that way. Or if I was, if I, if I was dancing, they would like some, make some smart ass remark that, uh, would make me feel self-conscious. Mm -hmm. And this is the shit that guys do when they're, they're screwing it with each other. They're like, it's a, it's a way to kind of establish social hierarchies, um, amongst other things. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with, friends who are giving you a hard time because you're trying to dance or you're trying to learn this stuff? I'll be honest, I can't really say much on that because I've been very selective on who I go out uh, to clubs and dancing with. And usually it's not like male friends because they will like razz me like that or they used to razz me before I could when I couldn't dance. And so I would recommend just being selective about the group of people you go out with and I personally tend to invite more female friends since they're more like more likely to go out and want to enjoy dancing. Um, but yeah, as for that, I would say take on like what your buddy did a while ago, the emperor mode, just whatever, like, all right, so your buddies will razz you. That's cool. But when you're the guy that's on the dance floor, like dancing, like he's a freaking God, freaking <laughs> emperor and the women are responding accordingly. Like that usually will shut up guy friends. Um, and that's what I would do in the past. Like I'd have women approach me and then they stop talking. So that would be my, my uh, tip. Either find new people to go out dancing with or, you know, have women approach you 
and then you won't have any issues with your buddies. I, I think those are perfect answers. I mean, there's nothing that shuts up your buddies like a hot girl on your arm. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of got a hot girls when you're out, if you see a girl that you're attracted to, we talked a little about eye contact, but sometimes that approach, like asking them to dance can be a little awkward. Like I had a friend of mine who used to pop mm-hmm. his collar. I don't really know how effective that that was, but he would like grab his collar and he would uh-huh. like pop it. Do you have any suggestions for how do you ask a girl to dance? Yeah. So the three ways I used to go about doing it uh, before I had a girlfriend um, was one, either just straight up asking her to dance. Uh, usually that would catch her off guard because most guys don't, I guess it seemed old fashioned in some ways. So uh, just straight up asking her to dance. Actually, a female friend of mine said to just go up and present your hand to the woman. Um, and if you present your hand to someone, usually they'll take it just as a reaction. And so present your hand, she'll hold on to it, and you just lead her onto the dance floor. So that's one way. Another way is to notice who, who is making eye contact with you on the dance floor, uh, like we talked about earlier. But my personal favorite is having the women approach me. I think the listeners would like that one. Can you talk a little bit more about it? <laughs> yeah. So this is like some Jedi level shit, but it's actually pretty doable. It's when you go out dancing, look at the guys around you and you'll notice that the bar is pretty low when it comes to guys dancing. Most of the guys are either, you know, too drunk to really know what's happening, hiding in the corner, or for some reason going up and just grinding with every piece of ass that they see. I don't know why it still happens, but it does. So the bar is pretty low. So what I tell guys to do is become the beacon of light at the dance club. Be that guy that everyone want, wants to hang around, to dance with, to hang out with. And the first step to doing that is dancing big. No matter what you're doing, take up space, be big. Uh, whatever move you do, amplify it by 10 so that people can't help but notice you. So that's the first step. And the second one is to have as much fun as humanly possible while you're doing so. Because when women go out dancing, they say like, oh, let's go out, have some fun together, go out, grab some drinks, go out dancing. If you're that guy or the guy in the group of friends that's having just a shit ton of fun, you become like a magnet. People want to hang out with that that person. And so all it is is taking up space, big dance moves, and then having as much fun as possible. Like... For example, when I went out dancing with a friend of mine, two of us uh, would be dancing and she would say, like, all right, let's reenact the Matrix fight scene. It was completely irrelevant to the song, but we'd be having a slow-mo, like, old-school, like, fight scene in the middle of dance club to, you know, EDM. And people would laugh and they would start coming over and wanting to hang out with us just because we were having more fun than the guys clutching onto their drinks for dear life and two-stepping and, like inches side to side so become the beacon of light and women will approach you uh, that's wonderful i mean our emotions are are absolutely contagious and yeah i think it's it's worth kind of mentioning that the girls who go out even if they dance more than you do most girls are not professional dancers right and, and uh so they're, they're not professional dancers their expectations are really not that high they just want to have fun mm-hmm. exactly and they want to have fun as a man your job is to lead that yeah so Exactly. So, and it's a great observation. So something else, like we were talking about grinding, right? Mm-hmm. So I see a lot of mistakes when guys try to make grinding. And one of them is they'll try to grind from behind. Mm-hmm. Like they'll just kind of walk up. They'll see like 
like it's a target right. you see like this this girl's booty and it's like shaking back and forth and so they're like i'll supply the arrow and so they just try to poke poke them in the booty and uh and start grinding grinding up on them and oftentimes yeah. it will freak girls out because they're not expecting the, the arrow to be shot from behind yeah um do you have any suggestions <laughs> for kind of the best way to start a grind yeah i would so first start dancing with the woman uh, face to face, just so it's very clear that she is consenting to dancing with you and she wants to dance with you. So that's the first step. And then from there, as you get, you know, comfortable, start getting closer to her, either by moving closer to her or holding onto her hand and dancing, like holding hands and start escalating from there and noticing, noticing her body language. Is she feeling good about it or is she kind of feeling tentative, not really holding on to you or she backing away and start playing with that dynamic of getting closer, increasing physical touch, pulling away a little bit. And eventually it will, it should feel natural for you. Like if you're in tune with what you're feeling and what her by language is, it should feel appropriate that, all right, she wants to grind. And I actually recommend guys start from in front where it's like your thighs are, uh, was it like in between each other? Uh, and so that's an easy way to start. And she can see you and like you can get an accurate gauge of where she's at. And then from there, you can escalate to the, you know, ass to crotch uh, grinding, which I've been told by a Latin dance teacher is not actually correct. She said that you shouldn't have your crotch like you're saying, with arrows shoved up between your cheeks, but rather it should be lower abdomen to hips uh, just to make the girl feel comfortable at first. And then she said the ad benefit is that if you, you know, pitch a tent in your pants, uh, you have added protection because your crotch is not up between her cheeks. Until she starts grinding on that wood. Yes, and then, well... Yeah, it's up to you what you do. <laughs> okay, great. How about the transition from the frontal grind to the reverse grind? Do you have any tips for making that, that leap? Uh, yeah, so there's a very basic technique called the inside turn where you lift your left hand up and she'll give you her right hand. And all you do is uh, turn her so that she turns and then halfway through she'll be facing away from you. And from there you let go and place your hands on her hips. Uh, make sure you start on her hips. I've been told from women that when you place hand on their bellies, they can sometimes feel self-conscious about what their weight is or any sorts of things. So hips is a good place to start. So you have to do a turn halfway through, hands on hips, voila, you are grinding. And that's great. What do you think about or what strategies do you have for kind of touching space? Because uh I mean, this is an issue for a lot of women, right? They first see you, and, and for example, when you're grinding from the front, like more women, I mean, you guys go out and try this. If you try to approach 10 girls and grind from the back and 10 and grind from the front, you're just going to find that a higher percentage of the time they're going to they're gonna be receptive if you approach them and they can see you right. kind of coming. And, um, but this does kind of lead into the, this kind of question of, of space and physical contact. Even when she turns around as your, the salsa teacher you uh, describe explains immediately trying to like kind of 
poker bottom is probably not going to be like as receptive unless she's giving you all the body indicators that that's okay. So there's like this whole like navigation of like space and positioning and Mm -hmm. physical contact that's going on. Do you have any tips for kind of figuring out how do you navigate this? If a guy doesn't know what he should be doing or how to do it. Yeah. This part I've struggled in teaching guys how to do because a lot of it is just figuring out body language, reading what she feels comfortable with and what she's not comfortable with. But if that seems unclear, like if you are unclear whether you can, you know, place a hand on her lower back or pull her in for a grind. uh, I've talked to a bunch of women and asked them this and they've said, well, it's actually, we find it endearing when the guy asks if it's okay uh, to, you know, grind or to get closer or put a hand on the shoulder or in her hair or whatnot. They say it's, there's a combination where the guy is, you know, respectful and wanting to, you know, respect her boundaries, but also confident in asking her. Um, and they say that's both endearing and attractive. And so if you're unsure, it's okay just to, just to ask. And from there you can get an accurate sense of just start testing of, all right, this is your assumption you asked, and this is the result. And then the more experiments you do, the better the better your gauge will be. Uh, I think it's a wonderful response. I, I mean, things that <laughs> like things that I've observed, like if you have your hands on her hips and you're holding her tight and she's trying to mm-hmm. run away, like you're like a sled, at, like at a, you're pulling a sled, at, like a football player pulling a sled. That's a bad sign. Yeah. Um, if, yeah. Uh, yeah, if she's like blocking you with her elbow or arm and you're trying to get closer, it's a, it's a bad sign. But there are <laughs> there are things. I mean, I'm like we're laughing about this, but these are things that like are like really like. I mean, I'm, I know that that I observe them. My guess is that you've probably observed them as well. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. So I, um, I mean, girls are out there because they want to dance. They want to meet guys. Like, no girl gets up in the morning, especially if she's single, and says, "I don't want to meet like an awesome guy today." Know that when you're out at the, the bar, that th- these girls want to meet men they're just looking for the right guy and right and and you want to make sure that you have that kind of right emotionally intelligent approach exactly and i'll tell guys that when they, they'll often say that they're nervous when they go out dancing or they ask what to do when the the dance floor is a little empty or there aren't too many people and i say don't think about yourself think about the women that have come out and they want a guy to ask them to dance they want a guy to sweep them off their feet and so when the you know dance floors begin to open up a few people are moving on. Look for the women that are literally on the edges of their seats or the edges of the bar stools looking for an excuse to go into a dance floor. And I tell my guys, be their hero. Be the guy that comes over and pulls them onto the dance floor that rescues them from boredom and, you know, guys trying to dry hump them from behind. Like, be that guy. Pull them onto the dance floor. And don't think about yourself. Think about how you are saving them. You are giving them a night of fun. I I totally, absolutely agree with you. Let's say the guy does approach this, a girl who's like, look, she's she's supposed to be sitting with her friends and she's clearly, her eyes are wandering around the room Mm -hmm. or she's sitting on the dance, sitting on the edge of her seat, like looking at people dancing, clearly wants to be rescued. As you you said, you bring her on the dance floor, you dance for a little bit and you realize, wait, hold on, based on this girl's body language, she's digging me. So she might be looking to get frisky. Mm -hmm. So how does, how do you go from that kind of, initial dancing to, for example, something like a kiss. Oh man. Oh, I can't believe I'm saying this public. All right. So it's again, just by language, but consistently escalating. So 
for me, I would go out to, when I was single here in the city, I'd go out to dance parties and like we were talking about earlier, you know, start escalating hand on hips, grinding. And from there I would, I would start being a little more aggressive, like either pinning her against the wall or hands in the hair or moving in closer to her or making longer eye contact and seeing how she responds and building up the sexual tension to the point where like she really wants you to kiss her. Like it is blatantly obvious to both of you that there is something there. Um, and so I tell guys get to that point and it should be very clear that a kiss is okay. That if you are inches from her face with making strong eye contact, that it's probably safe to say that she wants you to kiss her or is open to it. This is wonderful. It's funny. I I don't I haven't done this in a long time, but when I was younger, I would do I would notice if a girl's cheek was against my cheek and we were dancing. Oh that's yeah. That's usually like a, a really good kind of indicator. Yeah. Well, one of the things that we often say is that you should make the move that the woman wants you to move, and if you look at her, you observe. You will get that. Yeah. I feel like this is a, some some more of this like Jedi uh, level shit that, that you, you mentioned earlier <laughs> in the podcast. Now I want to know like what other Jedi level shit do you got in your arsenal? Oh man, <laughs> the main one is having women approach me. Yeah. Um, that one is something I've gotten very good at, and it's basically like having more fun than any guy out at the dance party. And then women will literally approach you, and and it also has this cascade effect where as more women approach you, more women start noticing that other women are approaching you. And so you start to build up this social capital, so to speak, and you become in demand. So there's that. And uh, can you talk a bit about how, who your dance partner, how that has effect on other women in the room? Like does like dancing with a girl or two girls or very pretty girls or your buddies, how does who you're dancing with affect who will approach you yeah so uh you actually just uh mentioned one of them if you are dancing with the the women that are like the best dancers there or some of the hotter one of the hottest women there like all of a sudden you are more desirable in other women's eyes so is that um one thing i would actually do as part of the jedi arsenal was not dance with, not ask the hottest woman to dance. I would dance with uh, the women, you know, I feel horrible saying this, but like a tier or two below in the hotness scale. And usually the hotter women would approach me um, eventually. Um, so that was one thing that I would do. I would dance with everyone but them and have them approach me. So that's one technique you can use if you're feeling particularly ballsy. Have you ever seen the movie How to Be a Player? No, it's an old movie that I think MTV produced with Bill Bellamy yeah. and uh, or Bellamy or Bellamy, however you pronounce it. Mm -hmm. But in the movie, it's called How to Be a Player, and it's about this guy's life. But it also has like these steps, mm -hmm. and one of them was like when he was out at a party because he's out at this party, and he's like approached the mouthpiece, <laughs> <laughs> and and what he, and, and it's like in the movie, it's like this like ugly geeky girl who he starts talking with, and he treats her like. 
a princess and like a queen and he dances with her and obviously mm-hmm. some of the tips are kind of off but it's kind of like what you're describing and so he made like he makes this girl the center of his world and then uh afterwards she goes back to her friends and she talks about how great she is that's why she's called the mouthpiece <laughs> so she talks about how great he is to all these like really hot girls and then he uses that as an opportunity to try to get close to the girls that he wants to talk to <laughs> so it made me yeah your, your story made me think yeah of, how to be a player. <laughs> and the added benefit is that when you're dancing with women that you are not as attracted to, you end up more relaxed, having more fun. Um, like I would sometimes dance with women that like much, much older women that I have, you know, no interest in hooking up with whatsoever. But because of that, I would be more confident, more, have more fun, be more, you know, just more relaxed. And that would show and other women would approach me afterward. So it works. Recently, I was coaching a guy and I've had this problem with other guys in the past. Mm -hmm. And I tell them, I want you to be able to walk into a room and talk to anybody. Men, women, old, young, good looking, but ugly. Like it doesn't really matter. Like I want you to be able to talk to anybody and find things that you like in each person. And what happens is when you have that ability, you let go of your inhibitions and you just kind of enjoy yourself. You, you, uh, let go of the expectations and you just kind of meet new people, you discover them, you have fun, then that energy kind of becomes contagious. And as you just said earlier, it, it kind of lightens things up. But oftentimes guys will fight me on this. They're like, no, I only want to talk to the type of women that I want to date. Mm. And, uh, and I said, well, I mean, I like, okay, we all do, but I, I'm telling you from experience, cause I've been doing this a long time. If you can walk in the room and talk to anybody, it will help. Right. Uh, it will make the whole thing easier. So can you expand a little bit more about kind of what happens when you come in a room with that level of flexibility? Yeah, it's just like you were saying, it helps immensely in building up your your confidence and building up that energy of just uh I don't know, good natured energy when you're dancing with people that you know you're not necessarily looking to hook up with and you just want to have fun with, enjoy, you start to build up this like mound of confidence and fun. And all of a sudden there isn't this desire to, uh, it was like hunt down your prey. And I tell guys this all the time that women can instantly tell when you walk into a dance club or a dance space, if you are there on the hunt, on the prowl, and it just, it oozes out of your pores and not that it's a bad thing, but when it's obvious that you are like targeting the people that you are literally going in for the kill, like it's very clear. Whereas if you're just, you know, talking, not talking to dancing with people that you want to have fun with, like a, it shows that you're there to have fun and B it's just easier, like a lot less stressful to go in for the sake of having fun, as opposed to like, I'm going to get the, like those two hot women over there. So yeah, just like what you're saying, it helps immensely when you start off on just, dancing with everyone. I think it's worth mentioning. And again, like this is another one of those things that I just say over and over and over, but mm-hmm. a woman is going to choose whether to dance with you, whether to talk to you, whether to kiss you, whether to give you the correct phone number, whether to show up on a date, whether or not to be alone with you, whether or not to have sex with you, whether or not to be in a relationship with you, whether or not she wants to marry you, whether or not all these kind of other things that guys kind of certain guys struggle with or lots of guys struggle with at various times. 
entirely based on how she feels around you. Yeah. Right. So I'm, so these feelings can kind of move in a different directions, but it's about mm-hmm. how she feels. And if you think about an animal that's being like, for example, uh, an antelope that's being hunted by a lion, like mm-hmm. that antelope doesn't feel very good. <laughs> <laughs> so like if you, I mean, think about if you've ever been prey, yeah. how that makes you feel to be prey. It's, it's not really a good feeling. That's why it's called kind of seduction and not spear hunting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you. Yep. Uh, what what other I mean, we're kind of getting close to like the end of our time yeah. this has been absolutely awesome what what uh any other kind of like last tips suggestions you have for guys who are trying to learn to dance yeah i would i would say when you start because most of the guys i work with tend to be a little nervous about dancing they aren't the ones that you know go spear fishing with their rods when going out dancing they're the ones that tend to be hiding you know near the bar i encourage them to to be ballsy, to be a little more sexually aggressive. Like when they start dancing with the woman and they start escalating, like it's okay if you are, if you are a little more aggressive than you normally are in daily life. If you, I mean, it's called leading her. So lead her through the experience, lead her through the dance. And if it feels appropriate, make longer eye contact, maybe, you know, pin her against the wall, pull her hair, Stuff that most guys say, like, oh, I'm a nice guy. I wouldn't do that. That's not right. Like, there's no way a woman would like that. Turns out a lot of women get turned on when the supposed nice guys get a little more assertive. And so when you're out dancing and you feel that, you know, sexual tension, you know, play with it a little bit. Be a little more aggressive and start seeing what happens. And most guys find it's, the results are good. I noticed two of those examples you've used more than once. One is pulling a girl's hair yeah. and the other was pinning her against the wall. Yeah. Can you talk about how to do both correctly? Yeah. So for pulling the hair, it could be your hands are maybe around her hips. Then maybe you run her, your fingers through her hair and see how she responds. Does she let out like an inaudible moan? Um, does she move in closer to you? If that's okay, maybe pull gently maybe pull a little more. And so it's all about like escalating bit by bit and noticing how she responds as for. Yeah. Do you, so are you pulling her pigtails? Are you pulling her bangs? Are you pulling her from the back of her head? Oh, from the back of the head. So I'm kind of like going up the back of her head and then grabbing gently by the roots of her hair. So and then, by the base of her neck down. Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. And so the pinning to talk about the pinning. Yeah. So that one, uh, if the space allows for it, see how she responds when like you gently push her against the wall just for a second or two and see, see how she likes it. If she gives you this look of dear God, I need to make a run for it before this guy ch- like tries to kidnap me, then move away. Give her lots of space. If she stays against the wall and gives you like a coy or sexual look, then move in closer and, you know, pin her some more, pull her by the hair, let out that animal side a little bit, um, and then notice how she responds. These are great tips. One other one I'll add is, uh, yeah. I don't know if you've ever done this, but grabbing the rib cage. Oh, yeah. That's a good one, too. Like, especially if you've already been kissing a girl, you guys are making all of it. If you grab 
like right underneath her, like her rib cage essentially. Mm. And you grab it and you pull it, kind of pull, basically you grab it and extend your fingers. You have your, so your thumbs are pointing almost towards your head and mm-hmm. you're um, on around one side and the other fingers around the other. And you just kind of gently turn your thumbs up. And so it forces her pelvis forward. Yeah, Girls find that incredibly sexy. If you guys have already been like intimate, you're starting to make out, you guys right. are escalating. It's probably not the first move I would make. Right, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> this is this is great, man. Ben, you've given so many awesome, awesome tips. I gotta wrap this up. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. And if you're listening, you wanna learn more about Ben, his coaching, the different things he does, I'm gonna post some links on the Craft Charisma website and within the description of this podcast so that you can find out about him more easily. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. Thank you for having me, Chris. It's dating coach Chris Lona here. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. And we absolutely love making this podcast. We make this podcast for you. So if there's somebody that you want on the show, let me know. I will yell, scream, stand in front of their house, do everything I do to get them on the show. For Also, don't hesitate to follow the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes and Stitcher. You can also give us a shout out through social media, Facebook, Twitter, share it with your friends. And lastly, Go to the Craft Christmas website and create an account. There you can talk about the podcast and kind of communicate with me directly. So thank you again for taking time to listen. You will hear again from me soon.